With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, um, I guess there's two good pieces of news from, uh, maybe three, from last night's Monday Night Football game. It wasn't a well-played game, but at least it was long. Right? It's like a movie. It's like, ah, it wasn't very good. But I, I mean, I listened. It was long enough. I got to finish all my popcorn twice and I got a refill. And it wasn't that gripping that I could go and get a refill and be fine. 
Um, if you're a Chargers fan like I am, it's a, hey, a win is a win. Take it however you want to get it. And, and that's a good Broncos defense that they ended up finally being able to score a field goal against uh, late in overtime. But uh, yikes, not the, not the most aesthetically pleasing, right? Pop Warner rolling over in his grave at, uh, at that one. But the, the big takeaway is something that um, we can try and talk about, right? We can try. And, and what's, what's, um, what's fascinating about this whole deal, okay? It's really, really super interesting fascinating about it is that even the 10 for 10 he started with and they had that one real explosive play from the the rookies from UCLA right I mean that was a blown coverage by JC Jackson maybe what's interesting is like here we have you know two guys who signed one is a free agent one traded for and they're both Equally a disaster. The only difference is you can take J.C. Jackson out. You can't take Russell Wilson out. Recording in progress. You can't take Russell Wilson out. I mean, guys, I, I, I want to chalk the first couple weeks up to the idea that, hey, Russell Wilson is on a new team with a new coordinator, and the coordinator, who is now the coach, head coach, looks a little bit in over his head. Right. That's what I wanted to start. That, that's why I'd been kind of gentle, like, hey, eventually Russell will figure it out. But, geez, I don't know if he can play anymore. I don't know if he can play anymore. The inconsistency with his arm. Now he's pulled his hamstring. So if you didn't if you thought he wasn't running previously, wait till this week. I haven't seen a guy fall off this quickly since Jason Kidd's last season with the New York Knicks. They make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden he can't make a layup. Like, here's an all-time great player, can't make a layup. Russell Wilson's in his early 30s. Yeah, he's not 39, he's not 40. He's not coming off an injury. It's not like, well, he's going to get better. He's coming off of, he had a hand thing last year. Here's Russell Wilson talking about his team facing adversity. We got to answer the call. You know, it's uh, adversity is, is, is uh, you know, definitely, um, you know, uh, challenging us right now. But um, the only way I, the only way I know through through it all is just continue to work hard and continue to believe. I th- felt like we felt like we should have won that game tonight. Um, and so um, we got we got to look at the film and see what we can do better. Russell Wilson answered this question about uh, possible division in the locker room. When you you've been through adversity with with teams before, when it there's the opportunity that there's division in a locker room or anything like that, how, how do you go about ensuring that that doesn't happen? And do, do you have any concern about that? No, we don't have division in our locker room. I mean, you guys saw how we how hard we played for each other tonight. I mean, everybody it didn't go our way, but um, everybody's fighting their butts off every day. The guys up front, all line receivers, tight ends, running backs, the de- defense, the defensive line, linebackers. Um, and just, I mean, our, our safeties in corner. I mean, everybody's playing for each other. We felt like we could have won the game. Here's Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach, 
talking about his offense. I feel like I can do more and uh, continually work to try to find the best schemes for our players. Uh, we'll have to look at this game and see where some of those things uh, broke down. Uh, but we got to come up with better plays for the guys, and the guys got to be better at executing them. So it's a combination of all of us working together, coming together, and, and making sure we're doing all the right stuff. Yeah, that's a, pot. They don't, they, that is a, that's a nothing burger. I mean, look, the way, the way I saw it was they had everything was in around the line of scrimmage, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk. Then they got a P.I. call on J.C. Jackson, led to a field goal. Then J.C. Jackson seemed to be the only guy on the Chargers defense who thought they were in man-to-man. Uh, leaves a tight end wide open to walk in for a touchdown. That was an explosive play. Those are you know, the two biggest plays of the first half. And then for the last field goal, he gets caught squatting on a route, gets beat on a double move when there's no safety help at the end of the half when you know you can't get beat deep. I don't think Denver scores. I mean, then the, the, the score in, in the fourth quarter was an interception and then fumble that followed it. That's all their points. Walk-in touchdown because of blown coverage. Field goal because of a P.I. Field goal because the guy squats in a route. And field goal because uh, the, the, the Chargers uh, fumbled. That's really what happened. It was the interception, but it hit Gerald Everett in the hands and popped up in the air, and, and they brought it down. I mean, it wasn't like the Chargers play well. And remember, the, the, the Broncos, they have, a, they have a kicker with a gigantic leg in McManus. Indoors, that was a game where all they got to do is a little bit of something in overtime, and they win the game. Couldn't do a little something. Couldn't do a little something. And the juxtaposition, I've told you this before, that free agent signings, it's like a 33% hit rate. 33% hit rate. And I understand you traded for Russell Wilson, but that's, it's kind of like a free agent signing, right? They sign a new contract, he comes over, whatever, a 33% hit rate. The juxtaposition of J.C. Jackson, who signed an $82 million deal, and they couldn't have him on the field last night. Here's Brandon Staley talking about why he took him out. Going with Mike Davis in the second half and taking J.C. out, mm-hmm. what was the thought process there, and how did you feel like Mike played in the second half? Yeah, I thought Mike gave us a chance in the second half. Like the way he played, he was ready, proud of him, uh, proud of his teammates for helping him along, his coaches. Um, you know, it just wasn't good enough in the first half, and we felt like we needed to make a change. That's it. But you, you can't really do it at quarterback, with franchise quarterback, when a guy's gotten two, two Super Bowls and won one, and you paid him $250 million, and you're – Russell Wilson is your quarterback for the next four years, this year and three more years. Look at the deal. There is no getting out of it. I think the Broncos might be royally screwed if he can't figure it out. It's it's not one thing. It's not just the arm or just the lack of mobility. Then he's just missing layup throws, just missing guys. So some of that is you're a little bit lost with a new system and a new scheme and maybe new verbiage. Some of it's got to be that he doesn't have a ton of confidence in that offensive line. Some of it's got to be he's not totally sure about his own athleticism, his own arm. But, I mean, I, I, I did not see that coming. I've never been a huge Russell Wilson guy because I think all that cheese ball stuff is just cheese ball stuff. It's totally formulaic. It feels artificial. It's not fun or funny. It's just weird. But I've always respected the fact that the guy can make, runs around, make plays, throws a great deep ball, and he was just a guy last night. Dan, you've watched him his entire career. And for people who, I know everybody listening to the show, you've listened, Dan's been with us the whole time, preceded me even. Okay, but Dan's a Seahawk fan. Dan works on Sundays 
on Fox Sports Radio. So he has not missed a game ever that Russell Wilson has played. Can, can you believe what we're seeing from him? What's What's unique uh, about last night was there have been stinkers in Seattle before, before even last year, and the finger injury where you're just like, man, this team can't get anything going. Heck, take the NFC Championship game when they hosted Green Bay. Yeah. They could get nothing going, absolutely zero. But what ends up happening in the end is... He bails them out. He yes. figures out a way, runs around back there, makes a play. They kick a field goal, win the game. And it's him being bad for 55 minutes or 57 or 58 minutes and then somehow figuring out to make a play, and that just didn't happen. And when you can do those late game sort of things, it does erase it. And it's, you know, there 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 were highs and lows in Seattle, but stinkers were there. Like you, you'd get a couple of them a season, and you're like, all right, it's one of those stinker games. And now this is, you know, you have last night of opportunity after opportunity, and it just never came up. Um, yeah, there's there are a lot of problems. Um, <laughs> you know, even the like the Melvin Gordon situation. You know, like you talk about, like now is it going to be offense and defense splitting the locker room because the defense is carrying so much of the load? I don't even know if the offense is on the same page. Yeah. Look like there are, you know, videos of maybe Jerry Judy complaining about, you know, what was happening. Melvin Gordon has no idea why he got three carries and then never played the rest of the game. Um, yeah, just it's, it's really, really weird. Yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those things. I, and I, I did this yesterday where I said, you know, hey, maybe Tomlin. And Belichick and Pete Carroll are a little bit better coaches than they get credit. I think the thing is, we can't necessarily... It's hard sometimes to identify the good coaches. It ain't hard to identify when things not well coached. That was not hard to identify last night. You're like, what is going on? Nothing made sense. Mm-hmm. Nothing made sense. And the, and and I would, I would agree, actually, with Russell Wilson. Like, the defense played their tails off. That's a good defense. Really good, yeah. Really good. Really good. What's the middle linebacker? He had what nineteen or twenty tackles. Singleton was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aaron Browning was everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Can you imagine waking up after making nineteen tackles? You lost the damn game. You're like, dude, I feel, I feel terrible, and we lost. You know, I, I wonder too. Like, you know, I know they traded Von Miller during the season last year, but like, you come in and is is the leader of your team the new guy that came in? That's hard because you don't have sweat equity. Yes. It's really hard. Yes really hard you know it's one of those things and and this is i've told people this when you change jobs you know like be very careful of handing in that sweat equity you know because there is and 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 you and oh yeah by the way like once you leave somewhere you're not going to get that back where you were previously you know because you can't say hey remember that you can't you can't if you're russell wilson last night you can't gather and go like hey guys remember that time we were in san francisco and we were playing like this for three quarters and then we figured out a way they're like no dude we weren't in san francisco we weren't a member of the Seahawks. All we know is you come in, sign for $250 million, and you stink. You know? And you stink. And Broncos country, let's ride. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio Tailgate, presented by Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. 
backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. NBA season starts tonight. It's weird. Uh, Buyer, who's your NBA team? The Bucks. The Bucks are your NBA team, right? Yes, absolutely. No, it's just, yeah. I, I'm, and I know you're laughing at me. You're like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know it's the Bucks. Like, we've worked together for five years. I do. It's just, it is, It is unless you know your own, If unless I've listened, which I have, your own personal backstory, it's like, oh, well, he's a Wisconsin guy. He went to Wisconsin, so he's got to be, you know, Wisconsin, Brewers, Bucks, Packers. Like, no, he likes the Brewers, he likes the Bucks, but it's Ohio State football and it's the Seahawks. Yes. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I just I want to double okay. double check there. That's uh, Ramos, good. are you a Laker fan? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I was just telling Jason and that I I think that of all the people I don't know who your team is, but I don't think you do have a team. Is that correct? Don't you have don't. A team. Okay. There you go. That's probably why. Don't have a team. And it's not one of these like altruistic. I'm a journalist. I can't have a team. I just I never particularly liked the Lakers growing up. I was more of a Celtics guy. Um. I love the Bulls with Jordan, obviously, who didn't. Like, we all love the Bulls with Jordan. And then when Jordan was out of the league, like, I don't know. By then, I was a uh, professional basketball player. And you don't really have, like, I didn't, because I didn't have, like, a childhood favorite. I guess the Celtics, kind of. But I just didn't have a team. And I was with the Lakers, and I liked the organization a great deal. But I, did, I just struck. I've never been fanboy of it. Um. And I like the Clippers, but I can't – I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a Clipper fan. I love the Warriors, but I'm not like a Warriors fan. <clears throat> I don't know. I just like basketball. I like the players. I like good stories. And um, that, that's that's kind of it. What about you, Jay Stewart? Are you a Laker fan? Indeed. If I have a favorite NBA team, it's the Lakers. So um, you know what I tell people? That working in this business, it kind of strips you of your loyalties. You kind of yeah. root for people that you like. Yeah. on teams and yep. I think that's kind of happened with the NBA but I grew up uh in the heyday in the yes. showtime and everything else so I I have a love for that team but I can't necessarily say that I'm I'm diehard on it. Okay. Okay. Mark Medina is going to join us upcoming. Um he's of course our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. We'll get you ready for this season. I did hear this Kevin Durant sat down with Complex Sports and was talking about Russell Westbrook and the criticism he gets. Uh, specifically, you know, he's critiqued for his pregame routine where everybody else is out together and he's on the bench doing his rust thing. Here's Kevin Durant. Understand that at certain points where you don't play well and people are, you are open to criticism when you don't play well. Uh, we get that, but it, it's, 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 tip, it's like now you, you, you're making him the buddy of jokes now. It's like it's, it's going to a point where it's like, all right, I get the criticism for what he did that night, but now it's starting to reach a different level of some that I don't under, yeah. understand right now. So hopefully you just keep hoping and block all that noise out and prove, every, prove to everybody that, you know, they wrong about how they feel about this game and they mesh over there in L.A. And, but when we play them, I hope they play but <laughs> yeah, I yeah, hope yeah. all that stuff works out because I hate I hate how they talk the dialogue around our game is just so toxic at this point now. I, I you know I get criticism, but it's starting to make to turn into something else. See, I I think this is where Kevin Durant's on social media too much. If you take the reaction of things on social media, they do always tend to skew negative. They just do, and I'll, I mean I'm like hey. I'll be the first to admit that I have a tendency to be more negative 
on a social media or sarcastic on social media than I am in real life. Or even then when I call a game or we talk about it on radio in terms of, you know, because I, I think what KD is getting at is like, hey, look, I get it. You don't play good, but you're still one of the 450 best players on earth. And there was a time when Russell Westbrook was one of the best players on earth, like one of the five best players on earth. That time is not now. And so fans want to make fun of the drop off or the drama. And he wants them to still have perspective. of Yeah, he's not playing good, but he's way better than you could ever hope to be. But I, I think the negativity, honestly, I think that's reacting to social media. I, I don't think traditional media and or you want to do new media with all these guys like dudes don't call out one another. They just don't. Social media goes above and beyond what's needed in terms of calling dudes out. But th- that's that's the void that it's filled. And people people like the muck. People like the muck. Um, I do. I, I don't think Russell Westbrook's washed. I just think it's very difficult for him to play the way that he's played for the last decade with the Lakers. And it's difficult for him to play that way, even with the second unit. It's just, it's an inefficient way of playing basketball, one that doesn't generally lead to team success, even if personally he had some great success playing that way. And now you try and play a, a different way, more more traditional way. And, you know, it's it's hard to rewire somebody. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Medina joins us uh, on the NBA tip-off hotline presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use promo code Doug. Get a $5 bet. You get $200 if your team wins. Pretty pretty simple stuff. Mark joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, Mark, a a lot of things to get to. Um, Let's let's start with the Warriors because now you have, well, now you have two of their three guys that could get paid got paid, right? Jordan Poole got paid uh, in a major way. And then um, Andrew Wiggins got paid. And the one who didn't get paid was Draymond Green, who's not suspended, will be in uniform when they collect their rings tonight. Um, what is your sense of, of what it's really like in Golden State getting ready for the season? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I'm, I'm up in San Francisco, and I said, hey, how do you wrap your head around this? might be the last season with Draymond Green, and he said, hey, I don't want to believe it, but the reality is Draymond has a player option next year. You never know what happens. And so it very much feels like the writing on the wall is that there's a strong possibility that this is the last season with all of the members of the championship core. Um, and Clay Thompson's an uncertainty, too. I mean, he has two years left on his contract. He admitted to me that you know the front office hasn't talked to him about an extension, but you know, he's optimistic that he's going to get another contract. I know it's within his goal to still be a warrior for life, and I think that the Warriors' feeling is still the same because of who Clay Thompson represents for the organization, their optimism that he's going to be the Clay Thompson of old pre-injury this season. But the reality, Doug, is you know the numbers with the salary tax bill. They're going to have to be very uh, deliberate with how they manage the finances, and it's been very clear with evidence with the Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins extension that the priority is on the young guys as opposed to the older guys. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in real time this season. It'd be absolutely fascinating. I mean, absolutely fascinating. Because my, my sense is also that they play the younger guys a bunch, the Kamingas, the Wisemans, the Moody's, 
uh, a bunch in the regular season to see, you know, where they are and how much they can help them. Is that right? So it's like one of those when you go to DraftKings and you're starting to think, okay, do I do I, you know, same game, step up parlay? Um, I'm cautious how, how much, how, you know, how much I go after Clay and Steph and their points because I think a lot of those minutes are going to go to other guys. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. I think the Warriors are going to approach that for two reasons. One, there's kind of the pragmatic side of this. Steve Kerr was saying the other day that, you know, his top five, six guys in the rotation, i.e. the veterans, uh, their conditioning uh, isn't up to speed yet because of just coming off the championship season. You know, Clay Thompson, for example, had a limited preseason because they wanted to phase him in. So those guys aren't going to be playing heavy minutes. Clay Thompson specifically told me that he it's under his impression he's going to be in the low 20s. So the yeah, can also see if their young guys can carry through with the depth. But the other part goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the finances. I mean, rewind this past offseason. Gary Payton II, Otto Porter Jr., both of those players were not retained by the Warriors. Those are rotation players, not star players, but it still fell under the guise of, hey, how do we find ways to trim money? So they didn't let uh, they let those players walk because of that and also out of the hope that, hey, guys like Kaminga, guys like Moody, guys like Wiseman can fill in all those spots there with more playing time. So we'll really see a, a lot this season if they can k- take this tr- true prong two-prong approach of leaning on the championship core and the young guys because the reality is this, Doug. Last season they tried to do that, but when it came to crunch time in the playoffs, it was still about the veterans. Um, But this year it could be something different. Um, Okay, they play the Lakers tonight. What's your sense of Russell Westbrook and whether or not he'll come off the bench or start? Yeah, not clear. Um, you know, I, I think Darvin Ham's experimenting, and uh, from an injury standpoint, technically LeBron and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook are listed as probable because of different ailments. Now they all participate in shoot around. I think that they would play opening night. But to to the larger point about uh, what Russell Westbrook's role going to be, I think that that's very fluid throughout this season. I think it's also very telling that Darvin Ham was looking to experiment with bringing Russ in the preseason finale. I think to try to set the table on what expectations could be like for Russ this season. It's something that Darvin talked extensively uh, with him this offseason. And, you know, to, I guess, his credit, Darvin said that Russ was on board with that. But how will we see how Russ responds to this role in real time? It remains to be seen. I mean, the reality is he played in a preseason game in this role, and it was only five minutes before he wound up injuring himself with his hamstring. So, I think the regular season obviously will bring a lot more serious implications about whether Russ is really about doing what's best for the team and adjusting his game need be versus trying to do what he's most familiar with doing throughout his career. I don't. Um, I think if I'm a gambling man, thankfully I'm not because I think I would lose the money. But I think that there is going to be some relative success with him and I use the word relative under the guise of I think Darvin Ham can reach him better they have a younger supporting cast I think because of what Russ went through last season there is going to be a buy-in and things like coming off the bench but I think the reality is even if he has better intentions the results are still going to be the same and the Lakers are going to try to see if there's more uh, suitable buyers leading into the trade deadline and you know philosophically the Lakers have talked about hey well you know, Rob Polinka wanting to make the right deal when it comes to trading Russell Westbrook and trading draft picks because you only have one shot to do it. They're not just going to do it 
for addition by subtraction purposes. It has to be a deal that puts them in a championship contention. But the reality is the Lakers aren't going anywhere with this current roster. They might not even make the plan. So they have to pull a deal, and I suspect they will at some point before the trade deadline. What are you hearing about the Celtics and what what that's like without Ime Udoka? Yeah, it's obviously not fortunate, and, uh, you know, obviously with how it's affected everyone internally and the female employees and all that. But from a team dynamic, as much as Ime Udoka was a very good coach and was instrumental for their turnaround season midway through the season uh, with his adjustments and his voice and holding guys accountable, I think the Celtics are leaning on the fact that, you know what, they have really good players with Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. And and it's not just about the talent. It's about having uh, the core in place with a few tweaks a la Malcolm Brockton. So I think when you're looking at this, Doug, uh, I would put Milwaukee as a favorite in the East over Boston, partly because of the Adoka situation, but mostly because of their roster and Giannis. Uh, But I I suspect that Boston will still be in the mix. This is not ideal to experience another head coach on the sideline. Uh, the good thing for them is they, they still have the personnel to make this happen. Um, okay. Clippers are actually a betting favorite to win an NBA title. Are you a buyer? Because I just have so many question marks about their health. Now, I know that it's a lot better than it was last season. Kawhi Leonard's fully healthy. So is Paul George, even John Wall. But the reality is even if Kawhi Leonard's fully removed uh, from a season with his ACL injury, and I think that he'll be – looking like Kawhi Leonard pre-injury, he's not going to all of a sudden not be on the load management program. He's been doing that for a while now, and I think the Clippers are going to continue that as far as how they manage his minutes, how he sits games back-to-backs. And then the other thing is uh, the, the Clippers have just always had issues with injuries from top to bottom the last few seasons. So while I think that they have the depth to absorb you know, occasional overlapping absences throughout the regular season, I... I'm very leery about how consistently healthy both Kawhi and PG can be. So I give the edge to Golden State. You know, I would give the Clippers uh, a number two spot or maybe even number three behind Phoenix um, because of just how precarious that variable is. But, Doug, if all things were equal, I would pin the Clippers as the favorites to win the title because they have so much depth. But the reality, as you know, uh, that's not how professional sports, let alone basketball, operates. It's usually about who's the healthiest in the postseason so far. The Clippers have not had a good track record of that. Yeah, they've just been snake bit. Um, visually, Zion looks great. Zion looks great. They're one of those teams that we, not calculating into this Western Conference thing, but they were good last year. You add Zion, and th- they can they can take a whole other step. How's, how does he look on the floor? Now, I mean, again, at the, at the dais, he looks thin. He looks in good shape. He looks in great spirits. He's always seemingly a kid with a smile on his face. What about how he looks on the floor? I think he's looked great from what I've seen. I mean, he looks explosive. He looks aggressive. And I think the most important thing, Doug, is he doesn't seem to be inhibited in any way as far as you know his confidence and as well as maybe insecurities he might have in the back of his mind about getting hurt again. Now, I know that the, the Pelicans are going to handle him with care, and they're trying to do a lot of injury prevention things to maximize his health and make sure that they're – managing his workload on back-to-backs and minutes. But um, I'm very bullish on the Pelicans and their potential. I mean, I know that there are question marks of can Zion stay healthy, and I'm relatively optimistic that he can. But even in the worst-case scenario, as much as you know, he is 
a game changer with how far they get into the playoffs. I really like how the rest of the operation runs. I think Willie Green did a fantastic job his first year as head coach last season. I think that he'll continue to do that. I think Brandon Ingram's an all-star player. I think C.J. McCollum has shown that he is a very quality player, both in terms of his production and being, you know, the strong veteran voice in the locker room. And Jonas Valanciunas uh, is a modern-day big, you know, could, you know, make shots from the outside in and defend well. So no doubt Diane is the main variable for their success, but I think the good thing for the Pelicans is that they have a lot of good chemistry, continuity, and youth uh, to really uh, lean into to climb up the Western Conference rankings this season. Mark Medina, Fox Sports Radio NBA Insider. Mark, enjoy opening night. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you as always. I'm looking forward to it. Well, my thanks to you, Mark. Mark Medina joining us on the NBA Tip-Off Hotline presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use promo code Doug to make any $5 bet this week and get $200 of your team wins. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Oh. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We got some good Tom Brady sound up coming for you. But uh, let's bring in Dan Byer and get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer, what do you Byer. got, my man? Doug, the game today is... Rank em. All right, Doug, I'm a little late, so you'll be getting the copy in the meantime because I had to send it through the uh, channels. I was a little late on it, but no. we'll start out We'll start out uh, with this one. Doug, rank your top three teams in college football. We saw Alabama lose this past weekend um, to Tennessee. Uh, Ohio State was idle. Um, Tennessee, right? Georgia... And, uh, and Ohio State. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Tennessee, three. All right. Georgia, two. Ohio State, one. Mm-hmm. Michigan looks really good. They completely ran over Penn State and dominated. They, they do. I mean, they're, yeah. they're the 3B or whatever. And I frankly think, I mean, Alabama lost the last second field goal. I think they're right there. I mean, I think, you know, um, I don't think Clemson is in that group. I don't think UCLA is in that group. I think that's kind of the group mm-hmm. there. Assuming Ohio State and Michigan, whoever loses will fall off. There's your kind of group of teams you're picking from. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens with the Pac-12. With you know, we talked yesterday about there are four teams in the top 15. You know, you talked about the Big 12 as well. TCU's uh, good win over your uh, alma mater of Oklahoma State, but. Yeah, in, very interesting to see how things play out because I do think that there is a group of teams that elevated themselves. But still, if you get a conference champ that is unbeaten or a one-loss team in, in one of those conferences, it's going to be tough to leave them out and pick another school that didn't win their conference championship and you know from the SEC or Big Ten. Completely all, agree. All right, Doug, rank your top three most disappointing teams in the National Football League so far this season. Um, I mean, I think the, the, okay, so I know one, let's see, two. Uh, most disappointing teams. I mean, most of the teams have a good record. That's, I mean, I, my, my number one's pretty obvious that, that they played last night, right? Broncos. And lost last night. But I also temper it with like as bad as it was, it still went overtime. It wasn't like they were just. Complete no-show and embarrassing. Um, I would say the Raiders are number three. Um, 
although I, I continue to think they're trending in the right direction, like I have more faith in the Raiders will finish well than the Broncos, but the Raiders at, at three, uh, the Saints would be at two. You know, I know you lose Sean Payton, but that division should be there for the taking. They've just not been good. And I know they have a bunch of injuries at quarterback. They weren't good before their quarterbacks got hurt. And then my most disappointing is the Denver Broncos. No Packers. No, because, they, I mean, they, they're right there on the list, but they lost the last two weeks, but they're three and three. I mean, like, look, the Raiders are one and four, you know? And I don't know what your expectations for the Raiders were, but one and four wasn't it. And then uh, the Saints, kind of same thing. So, I mean, I could have put Packers in there, but, like, the Saint, for the Saints to lose three games at home already, this is a team that doesn't lose at home. And they lost to... The, the Panthers on the road who stink lost to Minnesota at home, Tampa at home, and the Bengals at home. Yeah, I think that's been more disappointing. Well, that uh, that game was in London against oh, the Oh, it's in London. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, two. Yeah. All right, Doug, rank your top three players most likely to win the NBA's Most Valuable Player Award. Top three players. Okay, so I think there'll be new blood. Um, I think there'll be new blood. And um, so I'm thinking, I mean, Luca is the favorite, so Luca will be one. And Bede will be two. And I, I got a name who you probably wouldn't think of as an MVP guy because people believe that he's not going to play enough games. Kawhi Leonard. Mm. I'll put Kawhi Leonard three. Interesting. I think that there's, uh, and I'll inject myself into this conversation, if Zion plays enough games and they're top five in the West, I think that you will... And I think that's Zion's reasonable. Going. Zion's going. Because, you know, we, we know the momentum that they had last year in the playoffs. So he doesn't have to do as much of, you know, like taking a team that was 12th in the West and bringing them into the top four or five. So the road isn't as far, you know, you don't have to travel as far. Plus, you know, averages 26 points per game. You put him in the top four, his name brand. Um, he would be, uh, yeah, just on the outside looking in. I do not think there's any chance that Nikola Jokic uh, will win the MVP. I think Agreed. it is zero point zero because there's just they're not going to give it him. They're not. He's not going to be a three peat guy. It's just correct. And not, I, I think Giannis Giannis is a slightly better chance, but similar similar odds. Yeah, I also think there's going to be a point too where Milwaukee's got to be smart with Giannis. They're going to be starting the year without Middleton and Connaughton. Um, you know they're they're in no rush to win the best record in the East anymore. They just want to make sure that they're set up to start yep. a push in February and and then go. I'll, through g- the I'll give you a guy who who could, Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I don't think he's the best player in the league. I think he's going to go and I think they'll score more points this year. What happens when you got the substitute teacher at coach is usually there's a little less discipline on offense and on defense. Mm-hmm. All right, Doug, rank your top three teams most likely to win the NBA title. <sighs> Top three teams. Nets third. Warriors second. Clippers first. Wow. You like the Clippers. No Bucks mentioned in that one. No, I only had three teams. Yeah, I know. I know. Still, I, I mean, even. I know. know. I know it's risky to take the to take the Nets. I yes. Got I got it. All right, Doug. Finally, uh, rank your top three cheeses. Ooh. Oh. How long's the show? We got, as John would say, one minute. One minute. <laughs> ah, one minute, by the way. Mm. What's it for? Well, I 
just anything. Like I think that's. Well, I mean, is it a cheese board, or is it cheese on a burger, or is it cheese on nachos? I think that's what we're talking about. Like, because you can use a lot of different cheeses. I agree. In a lot of different ways, Um, which makes their versatility. Extra sharp cheddar is three. Um, I'm gonna go mozzarella at two, and truffle gouda. Hmm. At one. You're welcome. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. How? I mean, I'm, I was born in Milwaukee, but how is a guy from Wisconsin asking somebody else about Jesus? I don't really know. Coming up on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the TireRack.com studios, Tom Brady felt the need to explain why he's yelling loud voices. Do we buy what he's selling? I'll tell you next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.